Welcome to the Compass Podcast, featuring Chris Shandro and the Compass team. We hope this message is just for you. Well, hello, hello, hello. I'm Chris, and uh, this is the last week in our Citizens Message series, and it's a big one. We've talked about how when you become a follower of Jesus, you become a citizen in the kingdom of heaven. And that means you have a new identity in a new country. You have a new nature that's shaped and formed to be like Jesus that comes with a new way of living that you get to choose to follow every single day. And now today, we are going to have a citizenship naturalization ceremony. We're throwing a party. Now, in case you don't know what that is, when someone finishes all the steps of becoming a naturalized citizen, a ceremony is held to finalize the process. It's the very last step that comes in becoming a citizen of a new place, a new country. It's a celebration of the new status of that person's life, and it's the moment where they commit to their new citizenship. Here's a little bit of what that citizenship ceremony looks like in the United States. Candidates, please, and I know we practice this, please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I hereby declare. I hereby declare. On oath. On oath. That I absolutely and entirely. That I absolutely and entirely. Renounce and abjure. Renounce and abjure. All allegiance and fidelity. All allegiance and fidelity. To any foreign prince. To any foreign prince. Potentate. State or sovereignty. State or sovereignty. Of whom or which. Of whom or which. I have heretofore been. I have heretofore been. A subject or citizen. A subject or citizen. That I will support and defend. The Constitution and laws. Of the United States of America. And that I take this obligation freely. Without any mental reservation, or purpose of evasion, so help me God. So what you just saw was a bunch of new United States citizens taking the oath of allegiance. It's a lot like wedding vows in that it's a list of things that they are publicly committing to. And it's the finish line of becoming a United States citizen. Now, just like the United States, the kingdom of God has an oath. There's a list of commitments that every citizen of heaven makes. Now, we've been working through Colossians chapter 3, which is a, a small section of a letter that the apostle Paul wrote to a church that he wanted to encourage and he wanted to give some instruction to on the Christian life. And in this letter, he walks them through an understanding of what it means to be a citizen of heaven. And he finishes with this one final thought, an oath. And and it goes like this in Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Paul says, Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do, Do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Now, in this this section of scripture, in this passage, this oath that Paul gives, there are four things, four commitments that he is calling us to follow as followers of Jesus 
that as citizens of heaven are commitments that we must make. Okay, so let's run through these. The first commitment in this oath is this. Let the message of Christ fill your life. Okay, so if the message of Christ is to fill our life, what is it? What's the message? And it's simply this, that God loved you so much, he sent Jesus to take the eternal consequences of everything wrong that you've ever done on himself. That he died for our sin and that he rose from the dead and lots of people saw it. Lots of people could verify that this thing actually happened and that they were, they were willing to literally die to share the truth of what they saw with their own eyes. So if that's the message of Jesus, the message of Christ, the gospel, how do we let that fill our lives? And there's two ways that we can do that. And the first is this, is that, is that we need to live like we are loved. God's not mad at you. He loves you. He wants you to know and love him. And in Jesus, you are forgiven. You don't have to feel guilty or make up for anything anymore. You are free when you say yes to Jesus. When you let the message of the gospel fill your life, it's for your benefit. It's so that you can live free, so you can experience the abundant and full life God has for you. So first, live like you are loved by God. The second way to let that message fill your life is to realize that you are a messenger. And if the message of Christ is filling your life, other people should get the message. When you put Jesus first and you let him fill every aspect of your life, the people in your life should know, both in how you live and, and in how you tell them, they should know. You see, we can't, we can't help but tell people about the big things that are filling our thoughts and lives anyway, right? It's just human nature. Whether it's the TV show that we're binging that we love or the restaurant that we just discovered where the food's amazing or terrible, Citizens of heaven fill their lives with Jesus, and as a result, that message spills over and out. And if the message of Christ is filling your life, other people should get the message. So our first commitment is this, is, is that we are going to let the message of Christ fill our lives. The second commitment we make is that we will teach and counsel each other. We were created for relationship with God and with each other, and that means that we are designed to make others better and to be made better by others. Proverbs 27, 17 puts it this way, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. So do you remember that, the big pencil sharpener in elementary school that was always attached to the wall? It was that big gray metal monstrosity thing that uh, it always had that super sharp, distinct smell of pencil shavings. So whenever you were writing and your pencil got dull and it couldn't write very well, you got up, you went over, and you loudly sharpened your pencil. Everybody stopped and looked. Remember how, how great it felt, though, to write with a perfectly sharpened pencil after you sharpened it over there? Citizens of heaven are meant to be a little bit pencil and a little bit pencil sharpener. I make you sharper, and you make me sharper. And that happens in the open, honest, and vulnerable moments when we let other people speak into our lives and vice versa, when we speak into theirs. You see, citizens of heaven don't just take responsibility for our own life and faith, but for the lives and faith of others. We teach and counsel others in love, all while having a teachable and counselable attitude for ourselves. We are to be a little bit pencil, and a little bit pencil sharpener. Okay, that's the first two commitments in the oath. The, the third commitment in the oath of citizenship is that 
We sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. Okay, now, some of you hear this and you're like, "Uh uh-uh, nope, not singing. The world is literally a better place if I don't sing. And you know what? You're probably right. I bet that in Paul's first draft of this letter, he wrote, you know, I want you to sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts, except for Jeff. Jeff, you could just quietly stand in the back. No, you don't got to sing. It's all good. See, now, when we look at this, it's not just about singing, but what this really means is that citizens of heaven are intentional about worshiping God. They keep their hearts in a posture of worship all the time. We are consistently finding ways to reflect on and to worship God for who he is. Now, now that being said, singing is a huge part of how we worship God. That's why Paul included it here. I mean, we do it every time we gather together in person in Sunday services. We literally call the singing part of our services worship. That's what we call it. And I know that for many of us, one of the biggest challenges during this COVID pandemic and not being able to meet in person is the absence of singing and worshiping together. It's the hardest and weirdest thing to recreate at home. And some of your kids are like, yeah. And some of you may feel like, You can't worship if you can't sing at church. If you will, let me be, let me be a pencil sharpener for that for just a second, okay? So uh, raise your hand if you've ever sung along to a Taylor Swift song. Now I know like it might be embarrassing, but just do this with me. If you have a pulse, you are probably raising your hand right now. I am. And it's okay. Nobody has to know. Now keep your hand up if you only sung along to a Taylor Swift song while you were at a live Taylor Swift concert. Big gap there, right? Now I'm willing to bet that you've sung along with songs in your car all by yourself all the time. I do it, and I'm constantly seeing other people who I don't know doing it in their cars all the time, and they can't see me, and we can't help it. There are just some songs that are so good we have to sing along to them every time we hear them. Shake It Off, Living on a Prayer, Ice Ice Baby, Don't Stop Believing. But no one ever said You know, I like Shake It Off, but I'm just not comfortable singing it unless I'm at a Taylor Swift concert. No one ever said, I only sing Living on a Prayer if I'm singing it with John Bon Jovi. Because we are moved by what we are moved by when we are moved by it. Except in church. In church, we've trained ourselves to think that worship only happens during the first 15 minutes of an in-person Sunday service when a live band is playing for us. And while that may be your favorite worship environment, and it's definitely my favorite worship environment, in no way should it be your only worship environment. You see, in the same way I can listen to and sing along to living on a prayer anytime I want to, you can put on your favorite worship music and sing and worship God anytime you want to. Listen, do it in the car, do it in the shower, but don't let the lie that worship only happens in a church service, keep you from living like a citizen of heaven and experiencing the presence of God anywhere and anytime. Okay, I'm done sharpening your pencil. <laughs> and, and let's move on. This is the last thing in our citizenship oath, and it is this, to represent Jesus in everything. When you see someone wearing a red Make America Great Again hat, They represent something bigger and different than just themselves. 
Or if you see someone in a Black Lives Matter t-shirt, they represent something bigger than themselves. And whatever that person does, both good and bad, it's reflected on the person or organization that they are representing. You, citizen of heaven, you are wearing Jesus now, everywhere you go, and in everything you do. You are his ambassador in a foreign nation. You don't just represent yourself anymore, but, but your new country, your new king. You represent Jesus. At work, you represent Jesus. At school, you represent Jesus. To your children, especially, you represent Jesus. In what you post on social media, you represent Jesus. In what you do, in what you look at, in what you engage in online, you represent Jesus. Your words, your actions, your reputation are tied to his now. So citizen of heaven, live accordingly. And that's it. Those are the four commitments, the details of of the kingdom of heaven citizenship oath. And now that you know what it is, it's time for us to take that oath, to take it every day, to remember what you are a part of and who you are connected to. And so let's just do it now. Let's start now. Okay, with me, raise your right hand. It's okay, don't feel weird. We will do it together, okay? Now say this with me. I hereby declare on oath that I will let the message about Christ in all its richness fill my life. That I will teach and counsel others with all the wisdom he gives. That I will sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with a thankful heart. And that whatever I do or say, I will do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. You did it. You are a citizen of heaven now. You have a new identity in a new country. You have a new nature shaped and formed to be like Jesus with a new way of living that you get to choose to follow every single day. Your old life is gone and a new one in Jesus has begun and it's the best life that you could ever live. So we party to celebrate that new life that we get to experience and walk in every single day. I'm a new person and you're a new person. So remember this oath. Remember who you are in Jesus. Remember that your citizenship in heaven takes precedence over any and every other obligation that you have to any other person or place in this world. Remember that God loves you so much that he chose you for this. And when you do, I want you to throw a little party for yourself because you and I are citizens in God's kingdom now, baby, and it's the best. So thanks for joining me. And man, if I can stop dancing, I will see you next time, a week from now, a week of making commitments and making our oath of allegiance to be citizens of the kingdom of heaven. for joining us at Compass. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have any questions about Compass or this message, contact us at our website, www.compassbn.com.